welcome back to the Entertainment Goes Pop podcast, where all things entertainment cross over with all things pop culture, meaning all topics are fair discussion, including TV, movies, music, sports, video games. All of it is discussed on this podcast. On this week's episode of the podcast, CBS announces that Celebrity Big Brother and The Amazing Race are going to be returning. I'm going to discuss that. Some other news from CBS as well, and some other revivals coming from TV shows of the past, and a couple of Netflix things and some music, and of course Big Brother 23. So let's get right into the topics of this week. several different topics to talk about. One, let's start with CBS making some news today as they were doing their virtual TCA tour today and they announced some returning shows that were, I guess I should say, confirmation on some returning shows. Tom Sherman, uh, network, the CBS network EVP of programming, had this quote saying, The Amazing Race will also be back this season. So that confirms that The Amazing Race will indeed be back. I don't know... I don't know what kind of form we'll see The Amazing Race. I don't know how they go about filming a season of The Amazing Race in this current climate that we're dealing with with the pandemic. As you remember... Uh, season 33 of The Amazing Race was filming at the time when the pandemic hit in February of 2020 was when they stopped the season of The Amazing Race. And they had actually filmed three episodes at the time with episodes in England and Scotland, and then they stopped it. So my question is, if they're going to pick up The Amazing Race and they're going to keep going, which they're clearly going to do and they're also saying it's going to be back this season so is there a chance that maybe they've done something already under the radar or maybe they're getting ready to do this i don't know we have a lot of questions here i'm curious to see because I'd, i feel bad for the season 33 cast that their season just completely stopped do you grab all the season 33 cast and put them all back in the amazing race and just have it to where it's like, okay, this is where it stopped. We're going to pick up and we're going to run with it from there. And we don't know what kind of teams there are. What if, because we always have, you know, like here's the father, son or the mother, daughter, or here's the married couple or the dating couple best friend, just different. We always have the different things. What if in the span of, you know, almost two years here that we have like a dating couple and that dating couple is not together anymore, (laughs) you know, or just something kind of like that. What if you had that kind of a scenario where you wanted to bring everybody back and they're not together or, you know, or just some, any kind of circumstances to where, Not all the teams can come back. I don't know. I'm curious to see if they pick up with season 33 and go, or if they just start with a brand new cast. I just, I feel like surely they're going to pick up with season 33 and just 
bring everybody back? I don't know. Something that will be interesting to follow. I'm curious to see what they do with that. Also, CBS announced today a surprise. Celebrity Big Brother is going to be returning in what they said would be winter of 2022. So I'm assuming that would be probably a February launch or something. That's kind of been the tradition of Celebrity Big Brother in the past. This was a surprise to me as after season two ended, the talk was, you know, is there going to be another season of Celebrity Big Brother? And they just pretty well said, nope, that's it. We're not going to do another one. And I understood at the time, there. I have no excitement on Celebrity Big Brother returning. I know a lot of Big Brother fans are very excited today and very pumped at the news. I am not, because season two was a disaster. Season one was good. We And we were coming off like bad Big Brother seasons. So when we got the first season of Celebrity Big Brother, it was quite... And we had some super fans that came in there into that season of Celebrity Big Brother. You know, we had celebrities that were Big Brother fans and that were ready to play this game. And we thankfully got that. So season one was a season that really overperformed for us to where they were playing the game hard and there was a lot of strategy going on and people seemed genuinely excited to be there. Season two was the complete opposite. It was full of people just wanting to quit every day. I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I want to quit. And that happened some in season one as well. So, I mean, that happened there. But season two, it was just, it was not a good season. It seemed like there was like controversy in there in the mix at times. And it was just, it was just not fun. It was not good. And after that season, I said, I just don't even care if they do another celebrity Big Brother ever again. It just, it just completely soured me. Maybe season three will be good. Maybe we'll get a really great cast. And maybe it'll be like season one to where... We have a lot of fans of Big Brother, celebrity fans that want to play this game and that we get a great cast. That's, you know, that's optimism I'm going to hold, but uh, I really am not feeling this, <laughs> this news. I'm not excited about it. But again, you know, last season of Big Brother, uh, you know, the regular Big Brother US, um, Big Brother 22, you know, I, I was very vocal in that I was not excited about this season because last season of Big Brother soured me so much on just how bad it was. I just thought, I just don't care about this season. I hope it's great. And it's been great. This season of Big Brother has been great. We've gotten a great cast, and I've really loved it. So I'm going to hold this optimism that Celebrity Big Brother Season 3 is going to be good. I'm going to try to hold my optimism. <laughs> But so maybe so we've had one really bad season and one really good season. So maybe this is the tiebreaker and we're going to get a really good season. Let's hope so. But we'll find out in winter of 2022. That's the only information we got. They just announced it. it's going to be returning. So the other news from CBS, New Year's Eve, Nashville's Big Bash. This is going to be a five hour New Year's Eve music special. For New Year's Eve, 
and it's going to air on CBS All Country Music from Nashville. This is going to air New Year's Eve, 7 to 10 p.m. Central Time for the first three hours. Then there will be the local news, and then they'll pick back up and have two more hours running from 10.30 to 12.30. Just your typical New Year's Eve schedule that you see with shows with on the networks. ABC does similar similar style. They announced the first set of performers for this. So, and they said they've got, I thought they said that they've, they've got like feelers for like 50 people already for, for a lineup. So they've announced the first lineup of performers and this is the names that they've put out so far. Jason Aldean, Jimmy Allen, Kelsey Ballerini, Gabby Barrett, Dirks Bentley, Brooks and Dunn, Luke Bryan, Dan and Shay, L. King, Miranda Lambert, Darius Rucker, Blake Shelton, Cole Swindell, and Zach Brown Band. And they said, of course, with all of these New Year's Eve specials, parts of it's going to be live, some of it's going to be pre-recorded. That's what you always see with like New Year's Rock and Eve on ABC. So I'm sure this is going to be the same kind of thing. Some other news, Netflix, this is, it's not really, it's not big news, but it's, it's news. If you're a Dawson's Creek fan, this is something that's really bothered you. On the streaming services, and I believe this is also true on Pluto TV when it shows on there, you will notice the theme song is replaced. That's right, Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait that has been always so famous with that show, they did not have the rights for the theme song whenever it's on any of these streaming services. Well, Netflix announced on their social media this week that they now have the theme song for Dawson's Creek and that it will now be put into the shows. One thing I've noticed, though, it's not the original version. If you listen to it, if you go to Netflix's uh, social media account or if you go and watch an episode on Netflix, it's a little different. I don't know if it's like a version that she, maybe she redid this especially for Netflix or something because it's not it's not the original version it's a there's a little bit of an alternate kind of feel to it to where it sounds different it's not the original song but that's a big deal that they've got that because it's it's always weird when you're watching these episodes back because I see it on Pluto I don't watch it on Netflix I'll be flipping around on Pluto TV and land on the channel sometimes it runs Dawson's Creek and every time that theme the replacement theme song pops up I'm just like this is weird <laughs> it's just so so weird and you know again I've spoken about this so many times on this podcast and all my friends know that I'm the same way I can't stand music replacements on TV shows I understand it but it doesn't mean that I can't stand it <laughs> because there's so many scenes of shows that I attach to songs. And when those songs are replaced in scenes, it just takes so much of like the feel out of those scenes. So 
at least we've got the theme song back. I'm sure so many, basically 85%, I'm not even going to say 85%, I'm going to say 90%. If we're basing on the DVDs that were originally released, I'm, I'm certain that the episodes that are up on the streaming services are the same episodes that were put on the DVD releases years ago. So I'm sure it's the same music replacement lineup and it's painful. <laughs> it's absolutely painful, the songs that they've replaced. Back in the day, I recorded them to where I could have them myself. So I have the original versions with the songs intact and I'm very happy to have them. So I have like, you know, I recorded them off TV years ago to have for myself to where I could have these episodes full intact. And I'm so thankful that I have them, especially when, you know, the music replacements happened and then they replaced the theme song. I thought, are you kidding me? We can't even get the rights to the theme song. Like, Holy cow. But Netflix, if that is really bothering you, not having a the theme song, the theme song's back. So that was something very cool that Netflix put out. I'm going to stick with Netflix uh, news here. This was big. Seinfeld is headed to Netflix. All nine seasons, 180 episodes are going to land on Netflix on October 1st. Of course, Netflix got the rights to Seinfeld back in 2019, which was said to be a very high-dollar five-year deal with Sony Pictures Television that Netflix negotiated. I would be very interested to know what the dollar amount was on how much Netflix paid to get the rights to Seinfeld for, for their service, because I'm sure that did not come cheap. Because I know friends, I know friends, I know friends was going to have like their price tag was very high on episodes. So I would love to know just how much Netflix is getting for Seinfeld because I'm sure that is monstrous. Going into some music stuff here, a couple of Carrie Underwood items here. She has teamed up with Dan and Shay on the song Only Us, which is off of the Dear Evan Hansen movie soundtrack that uh, has just been released. And that song has been released. It released last Friday. I don't know if that's right. I think it, I know it was late last week. I think Friday was the right day. Very good song. Love it a lot. So you can go get that wherever you Get your music wherever you download, streaming service, whatever you get it. It's available there. Only Us, Carrie Underwood, and Dan and Shay. Also, Carrie Underwood's video with Jason Aldean for If I Didn't Love You has been released. That was released yesterday. Very good video. I love that song a lot. That's probably my favorite song of 2021 so far. One more TV item to talk about. If you remember the, I guess it was 80s into 90s, if I remember right. It started in the 80s. I think it ended in the 90s. Life Goes On. If you remember that show from ABC back in the day that starred Kelly Martin, Warner Brothers is developing a revival of that series. This is the latest show from back in the day that is getting a revival Kelly Martin is going to return. She's going to star in it, but she is also going to be a producer. Now, Chad Lowe, if you remember that he was also in the show, 
he is going to be on board as a producer as well. So now Deadline had an article on this where they were talking about what the show is going to be. And they also talked about the news that this show is going to be shopped around to networks and streaming services soon to see who wants to pick it up. And they also announced that the actual story of the show is basically going to revisit Becca, who, of course, that was played by Kelly Martin. And she is now a doctor, and she is going to be returning to her hometown, reconnecting with her family. So that is the basic premise of what the revival of Life Goes On is going to pick up on. So... It's, you know, we're in development here, so we're in very early stages, and then have to see, you know, if it gets picked up and where and how things go from there. Let's get to this week's Big Brother 23. Of course, it was a very historic night on tonight's double eviction episode. We'll get to that. Let's start going back to last Thursday, and we'll work our way through the week to talk about all the happenings of Big Brother 23 this week. Of course, we left off with the Endurance HOH competition, with them all up on the disc, spinning around, bumping off of things, and whoever could stay on the longest would win HOH, and it's traditional Big Brother Endurance competition. We get this thing every single year. Of course, we get the news. The first three to fall off are going to be your have-nots for the week. Big D was out at 142, even before the show went off. He was out. Now, here's here's where it also was kind of funny from like a production standpoint, is that Julie Chen points out on the show the storyline of the week where she's like, it's Alyssa versus the cookout. Who is going to survive? And about that moment, Alyssa fell. (laughs) Alyssa was out leaving all the cookout as the last members up on there. So that was kind of funny timing where I was like, well, there went their storyline to try to pull you in for the Sunday episode. So big D was out at 142. Alyssa was out at 613. She got real dizzy up there on as she spun around and she was out. Claire, of course, we know Claire with her being the secret HOH this week, last week, that uh, she could not win this HOH. So it was announced that whoever the secret HOH was would have to throw the competition at some point. Claire's ready to throw it at 1828. She's down. So the first three out for the have nots are Big D, Alyssa, and Claire. From there, this is where it gets bizarre because Hannah goes out at 19.30. She goes out right after Claire. Xavier throws it. He's he's out at 21.18. Now, this is what I have understood, that the plan was to throw the HOH to AZA. That's what I have understood on the live feeds. The show didn't really follow that storyline. Everything I had heard on the live feeds was that Aza was supposed to win this HOH. So it comes down to Aza, Tiffany, and Kylan. The three of them battle it out. So we're waiting for Tiffany and Kylan to bounce off of there 
and Aza to win the HOH, but Tiffany and Kyland, neither one of them are budging. And Aza falls. While this is going on, she falls at 23-11, leaving Tiffany and Kyland up there. And this, this causes some problems where Kylan says that the plan was for Tiffany to lose so she would not have to target Claire. That's Now, the show edit is putting the blame on Tiffany here to where she's the one... They're making it look like she's the one that was to blame here. Again, with the Kylan DR2... And, of course, you know, Tiffany doesn't want to put up Claire, but the plan was that Aza was supposed to win the HOH. And we get the story of that Tiffany did not trust Kylan, and she didn't want to drop down with him still being up there, that she didn't trust him to throw it to Aza, which is reasonable because Kylan has not been the best at following through on throwing things, especially to Aza. We had the one HOH competition where Aza said, hey, could you throw this to me? He's like, yep, yep, sure. And then and then he buzzes in on his question. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to do it, I'm sorry. And then eliminates Aza. So Kylan's track record for throwing HOHs that he's supposed to throw is not the best. So basically what happened, you have Tiffany and Kylan kind of in a power struggle here to where neither one of them trusts the other to throw it. But in in the meantime, while this happens, Aza falls out. Now this was the live feed's perspective. The show edit really didn't even focus on that. So I don't know. It's uh, very, very weird. So Xavier on the show edit here, he is questioning... Tiffany's loyalty on whether she is loyal to the cookout or to her, whereas, you know, it's it's that same situation where it's that edit with that, but Xavier's gonna play this story out for the rest of the week. As they're up there, Kylan and Tiffany are both up there together. Kylan says he wants to talk to Tiffany. He's like, can y'all go away for a second? I want to, or not listen. I want to talk to Tiffany for a while. Because, of course, Kylan wants to talk. Because Kylan loves to talk. <laughs> he loves to make plans. And he drives us crazy with his one-on-one conversations in the HOH room or wherever in the house. Where we get the three-hour HOH, or not, a, yeah, three-hour HOH talks that he would do. And, yeah. So when he gets up there and he's like, hey, I want to talk. It's like, of course he does. <laughs> and all of us just shook our heads laughing. So so we end up, so Tiffany in the DR, she says that she is not wanting to let Kai win, win to for a opportunity for him to build his resume up to where it's like, hey, here's another HOH that he won that he could use as he gets further along in the game. And, you know, later on, again, we get discussion on, from Tiffany's point of view, is that she just didn't trust Kyland. She didn't trust Kyland. She didn't want to drop and trust him with the HOH to make the move that's right for the cookout. So, I don't know. We've got a lot of different perspectives. We've got the live feed perspective. We've got the show edit. We've got Tiffany's point of view, Kyland's point of view, Xavier's point of view, you just pretty well have to pick, I guess, the side you want to go with. But Kylan falls at 36 minutes and 21 seconds, and that allows Tiffany to be the HOH 
Now again, Xavier, he is mad that Tiffany won this because this is going to move the target to Alyssa, meaning that Xavier is going to be on the block against Alyssa. And Xavier is not happy about the thought of having to be on the block for the third week in a row. Now remember that the cookout has a deal. The deal is that each one of them has their duo, like their side alliance. Now, when the target moves to whoever the side alliance person that is outside of the cookout, the deal is that the person in the cookout that is there is tied to that side alliance is the one that's going to go up on the block against them. So Alyssa and Xavier have been a pair for a long time now going back to you know when they were a team, and of course with Christian, and then when Christian got voted out, it was just automatic that Alyssa and Xavier had each other's back, and they became the duo. So this would mean that Xavier's going to go on a block next to Alyssa. Now Tiffany and Claire, they're celebrating. Claire is so excited because she's saying, this is best case scenario for me, that my, my number one here, one HOH, I'm going to be safe this week. So... Yeah, very bad for Claire. We're going to get there, though. It wasn't it wasn't best-case scenario for Claire. Hannah is going to tell Aza that she thinks Tiffany won because she didn't want Kai to win, which that's been the discussion. Xavier says that he is to the point of moving on if people don't quit putting themselves their best interest over the cookout, over the common goal here. And Xavier tells the same to Tiffany about people putting their self-interest in front of the cookout to where Xavier is talking about, I've been putting the cookout first and everything instead of my own personal interest. And this is going to be his theme for the week is that I'm tired of put everybody putting their self-interest ahead of the cookout. I'm putting cookout first over my self-interest and I'm sick of it. That's, that's going to be Xavier's rant for the rest of the week. He's going to be at that point. So Tiffany's saying, she's like, I'm going to put going to put you up and so you can win the veto. And that's that's the plan. And Xavier is teasing that he wants to he wants to win the veto, but he wants to use it on Alyssa to where it messes up Tiffany's game because he's mad at Tiffany. And his plan is that he wants to, it's going to be a deal where if he wins veto, uses it on Alyssa, Alyssa comes down, this makes Tiffany have to pick a side to where it's like, are you going to pick your side alliance and Claire, or are you going to stay loyal to the cookout and stay loyal to the common goal and common mission that we've got here? And Xavier, his point is that this would ruin Tiffany's game. One way it's going to mess up something with her. So that's what Xavier wants to see happen here. And one thing, again, with talking about the episodes versus the feeds here, on the show edit versus the feeds, the feeds, it's been a 50-50 split on like where the target was, that the women wanted Claire to stay but the men wanted Claire to go. So on the show, they didn't really make that very clear at all. But that's been, like, they made it look very clear that this was, this was 
you know, good that Claire wanted Claire gone. This was not so decided on the feeds. There was a very 50-50 split in the cookout over the feeling of wanting Claire to stay or go. Now, the nominations, of course, end up being Alyssa and Xavier. That is what ends up being the nominations from Tiffany. So that gets us to the next episode where we're going to get into the veto competition and, you know, Xavier is making, he's doing his work here to where he's making Alyssa feel safe and making her feel like that he is the target because he's doing this again to protect the cookout. And again, Xavier's mad that they're even up saying it should have been Tiffany and Claire. If everybody would have done what they were supposed to do in the HOH competition, this would have been fine. None of this would have happened. Everything would have been good. And I wouldn't be on the block again. Now, Alyssa's going to go to Big D, and she's going to ask him, hey, if I picked you for veto, would you use it on me? Because remember, I used the veto on you, and I saved you, so would you return the favor to me? And of course, Big D says yes. He's like, yeah, he agrees. And the DR, he's like, no. (laughs) No, girl, that would result in somebody from the cookout going home. So, that no. I'm going to tell you that in the house, but I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, that's not actually going to happen. So Xavier, he talks to Big D, and he's, again, talking about teasing, using the veto on Alyssa to ruin Tiffany's game and to make it to where she would have to put up Claire or another cookout member saying that he's tired of being a team player when others are playing individual. You know, that kind of thing there. So, And Big D, he's kind of on board in in a way I use in a way very loosely he's he's seeing Tiffany him and Tiffany have had their clashes too so he's he's not all that bad with seeing Tiffany's game get messed up here of course he's on the common goal plan to where you know it's cookout first but later on down the line he's not minding a target going to Tiffany here now, a very cool segment here that we got, which was a music segment that they did where it was just some fun editing where it's like, get the Big Brother 23 music, get the album of all the hits. Now, one thing I should point out, because they played like all these songs that they play in the house, it's funny that this is the first time that the TV onlys are getting this view of it, because these are songs we've heard all through it, like Big Blue Couch is a song that they came up with months ago. Uh, Big Blue Couch is basically like the nightly talk show that they do in the house where they all gather in the living room, they do this for the live feeders, and they come up with some funny stories and just different ways of like scripting out different things where they'll be like playing characters and it's been a fun thing and they've got a theme song that they do complete with dance that it's called big blue couch they've got another song called i'm on the block again which is a funny song and they were actually singing it a couple nights ago i think it was xavier and Alyssa that were singing it again it's pretty funny so it's it's just funny when these things end up on the show and seem like the TV only has got a big kick out of it. It's like we've been hearing this song, these songs for months. It's pretty funny. But they were actually working on another song last night that was that was fun. And um, it was uh, Alyssa and Big D and Ozza 
Xavier. It was pretty much the four of them that were really going at it with the with the song is fun. So the veto players are going to get picked here. Again, the HOH plays and the two nominees, and then from there it's picking names out of a hat. Tiffany is going to pick Hannah. It was House Guest Choice. She picked House Guest Choice, and she picked Hannah. Xavier is going to pick Big D. Alyssa is going to pick Aza. This is the big Zingbot competition where Zingbot's going to come and he's going to zing the house and have a bunch of zings. I didn't think this was one of Zingbot's better outings. Usually we have some really great uh, one-liners that basically, if you're not familiar with Zingbot, it's it's a robot that comes into the house and he zings. He picks out every house guest and he finds something about them, something that's like a hot topic of the season about this person or their personality, and then he'll pick it out and zing them and insult them. So not one of his better outings, I didn't think, was uh, Zingbot. There was a couple where, uh, like there was one where Ozza... Where where they talked about, it got zinged on. Hannah got zinged on, if I can talk and get the conversation out of my mouth here. (laughs) Hannah got zinged by Zingbot on saying that she was basically irrelevant in this season. And, which I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Like, Hannah's been completely relevant (laughs) this season. It's like, Hannah's been, like, yeah, Hannah's not irrelevant. She's been playing the game. She's been playing the game hard. And there was a DR conversation from Ozza where she talked about Hannah being irrelevant and about that zing. And Ozza said, yeah, I mean, I, I forgot that she was even in my alliance for three weeks. It's like, no, no, Ozza. <laughs> it's like, you didn't want Hannah to be in the in the alliance for like three weeks. Because if you remember, especially with the live feeds that... The cookout was six people. It's always been six people. Aza has tried, from the beginning, Aza always wanted it to be five. She's like, no, it's the five and Hannah. It's like, no, it's not the five and Hannah. It's the six. From the beginning, Aza always tried to shift Hannah out of it. It's like, everybody would always have to push back. It's like, no, Hannah's in this alliance. It's six. It's not five. It's six. And eventually, of course, Ozza came over to that. But it was just funny that she was in the DR saying, I I completely even forgot she was in an alliance for three weeks. Like, no, you did, but you didn't. But you just didn't want Hannah in the alliance. So it was just kind of a random, kind of bizarre line from Ozza there to all of us that remembered that she didn't want Hannah to be in the cookout alliance for a while. Uh, the only other one that really, of course... The Aza uh, Xavier kind of crush from Aza got referenced a little bit. Well, it got referenced a lot. That was funny. The only one that I really reacted to, I thought was funny, was uh, the zing for basically the, for Kylan to shut up, which was said in a lot uh, more expletive <laughs> terms than I'm going to say. And for all of us that are live feed, all of us live feeders that have to listen to Kai, uh, it pretty well uh, got the room to cheer (laughs) 
with uh, with that. So as far as the veto competition itself, it was the tiny veto competition where it's basically you have a, a little micro house and you get little tweezers and you have to you have to stack these little micro cocktails. You have to build a pyramid with them. So you're using these little tweezers and you're going in through like the window of this little house and you're trying to build these things with tweezers. And I thought, as you know, they do this. This is a common uh, themed competition to over seasons and I just thought this competition would be infuriating to try to do <laughs> is what I thought because you get you see so much frustration in the player in the veto players as they play this I thought I would be probably infuriating infuriated trying to play this competition and so Big D he was so, so close to winning this as he was nearing the end, he bumped it with his arm and knocked his stack down, which could not believe it. Of course, Kylan and Claire were watching on the TVs in uh, when on the TV in the living room, and their reaction was pretty funny to watch because it was all of us watching too. Of course, if especially if you didn't know, of course, the live feeders we know who ended up winning this. Alyssa got to the last one and she knocked it down and it fell. Could not believe it how close she was. And then she knocked it over on the very last one going up. But then Alyssa gets it back up there. She wins. She wins the veto. So now this is where things are going to get interesting. And this is what Xavier wanted. Of course, he's thrilled with the results of this because now this puts it on Tiffany. She's either going to have to betray her number one, or she's going to have to betray the cookout. So which is it going to be? And the show made it look like it was more of a bigger deal than it was as far as, like, it was a decision. It wasn't really ever a decision. Like, Tiffany was always going to stay loyal to the cookout. That was just, it was never a thing to where she was swaying on you know, that maybe she keeps Claire over the cookout. That was never a thing. She was always going to have to betray Claire. That was that was the deal. So now it turns to how does Tiffany play this out? How does she go about this? And her and Tiffany and Hannah are going to talk and they try to come up with a strategy. And they're saying, you know, just say that you've got a deal with these people and you know these names like they name off these names but the problem is what xavier says the problem is with the names that are mentioned he's like these are all cookout members which would expose the cookout and for xavier he sees it from the point of view if you expose this then Alyssa is going to find out about this too and then Alyssa might come for me and think that i'm not with her so Tiffany, this is the big talk. So Tiffany is going to talk to Claire in the HOH room. And this was so painful to watch on the live feeds. I watched this as it happened. And it was so painful to where Tiffany had to reveal to Claire that she was going to have to put Claire on the block. And she tells Claire, look, the target was Alyssa. And 
She says, I don't want to be the person to send one of them out, meaning the cookout members. She says, I don't have anyone else to put up, and I don't want to be the one to put one of them up. And suddenly Claire reads it, and Claire goes, like, shocked face, you're going to put me up? They're just going to vote me out. And Tiffany says, I love you to death. And Tiffany's in tears here. She's like, game aside, I said coming in that I didn't want to be responsible for sending any of them home. Talking about all the cookout members. And she said that if I sit two of them beside each other, I will be responsible. And I care about you more than anyone in this house. And but I have to do this. And and again, the cookout is an all-black alliance of six people. And you know, again, Tiffany talks about how she had this goal coming in that when she came in the house, she was like, I'm never gonna put any of them up. I'm not gonna be responsible for sending any of them home. We have a common goal that we want to get to this end of we want to get to the end of this game together. And so for she starts to reveal this to Claire in this conversation. And now this is something to where Tiffany may have messed up here. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays in the jury. Claire asked her, she said, are you in an alliance with them? And Tiffany says, no, I have my own personal feelings on how I want to play this game but she denies being in an alliance. So, of course, Claire in the DR, she, and in this moment, I should go back to the live feeds to where Claire just sobs. She just sobs in the room, breaks down in tears. Tiffany grabs her, hugs her, and they just sit and cry together. And one funny thing that happens it is uh, this really awkward moment where they're in there just crying and sobbing and Ozza comes into the room and she's ready to ask something about like food down in the kitchen where she's fixing some food. She's like, Hey, okay. Uh, <laughs> and she just kind of backs off like real quietly. Like it's like that, uh, Homer Simpson, like meme that you see that circulates on social media where like Homer backs into the bushes. <laughs> and that's what it reminded you of where Ozza's like, Oh, Okay, and she just backs out real quietly out of the room. And of course, Aza is very aware of what probably just happened that Claire had just been told. And she goes downstairs and she talks to Xavier and Kylan. And basically, like, I think Claire just got told up there. And of course, they're wondering, well, what, how much did she tell her? You know, and that kind of a thing. But then Claire and the DR you know, of course she's just in full tears in the DR, but she says, I can't be mad at her because I know that Tiff doesn't want to be a part in this big brother tradition of sending people of color out of this game. And Claire says that she gets it, says she won't fight her on it. She gets it. And this was a huge moment in this game. And for Claire, I mean, for Claire and Tiffany's relationship to where, again, in recent seasons of Big Brother, we have had the really bad tradition 
like Claire said, she said, sending people of color out of this game. We think back to Big Brother 21, which was just a disaster, and it looked awful when we had the first three people evicted from the game. All three of them are sitting there together, and they're black, and it was awful. It was awful. And there was a lot of racism in that season of Big Brother. And openly, openly on the feeds. So that's the tradition. There's been a lot of tradition of this over the years in Big Brother. And, you know, Claire, Claire's a fan of this game. And she says, I get it. I understand. I totally get why she's doing what she's doing. And just a lot of hugs, a lot of tears. And, of course, we get to the veto ceremony, and Alyssa's going to take herself off the block. Claire's the replacement that goes up. And we get to tonight's double eviction. Aza is going to ask Xavier, who would you target if Alyssa wins the HOH on Thursday to where... You know, we've, what cookout members would you go after? And, a lot, and Aza said she would go after Kylan. Big D said he would go after Tiffany. So that was one conversation there to where it's like, well, here's some, here's some kind of groundwork being laid in here to where if Alyssa does win this HOH, they're going to have to target somebody. So where they're kind of making a position here to where if they need to make a move, and Alyssa's not an option, you know, who do they go after? So uh, now Hannah is going to continue this play as well. Hannah plans on giving a sympathy vote to Claire, and she talks to Oz about this, and she wants to blame the sympathy vote on Kylan. So she pitches this to Alyssa as well, saying that this is what she is going to do with the vote, and then she wants to pin it on Kylan. And again, I mean, there's no no drama here with the votes. We knew what was going to happen. Claire tried, and Tiffany told her, I want you to fight hard. I want you to fight hard to stay. I don't want you to quit. I want you to fight hard and try to try to stay, you know. And, and Claire did, but she wanted to fight to stay. Because again, obviously, you put up a fight, and Claire's a super fan. You know, you always fight to the end. So the votes to evict... Votes to Vic Claire were Alyssa, Big D, Aza, and Kylan. And Hannah did give the sympathy vote to for Claire and voted Xavier out. But, of course, that ends up being a four-to-one vote. Claire is evicted from the Big Brother house. This gets us to the craziness of the double eviction tonight, to where it's fast-paced. HOH competition was a Q&A competition. Of course, this is going to be BB Comics Week. With the Q&A, you get one point for each question that you get right. There's seven questions. And it ends up being that Hannah is going to win the HOH competition. So this secures that the cookout is in control here. The only thing that can derail this is if Alyssa... She had to win one of two competitions tonight. Either win the HOH or win the veto to force the cookout to have to take a shot at one another. Now, Hannah's going to immediately start doing quick meetings in the house. 
the plan is that she's going to tell Alyssa that she's going up as a pawn. So she pulls it, she pulls, well, she also told Xavier, hey, I'm going to put you up because Alyssa is going to be the target. I'm putting you up. So she tells Alyssa that, look, Xavier's the target and I need to put you up to where that takes a vote away from Xavier. And Alyssa's like, what? You know, she, Alyssa's in shock here. And Alyssa does call Hannah out here a little bit on, she's like, well, we had a final two deal. Does that mean our final two deal was fake? And so Alyssa's kind of blindsided here. Now, the nominations are, of course, going to be Alyssa and Xavier. And Hannah does a good job with her speech here where she says, you know, look, you two are a duo. I can't, you got to take shots at duos. Xavier, and also this this was something to point out too. In her, in Claire's speech to try to stay for, you know, the try to get your votes and everything right before the vote, um, Claire, which her and Tiffany had worked on this speech, so this was known that Claire was going to do this, that she was basically going to try to throw Xavier under the bus a little bit, just say, look how much of a threat he is. If you don't take a shot at him, he's going to win this game. That was the only play that Claire had, and she knew it. She she tried, you know. But Hannah's going to play off of this, and she's going to take that shot, too. During her nomination speech, she's going to say, Xavier, Claire was right. You're a threat. You've got to sit up there. You're basically like you're the target. We all know he's not the target. This is all the show, you know, on Alyssa here to try to, make Alyssa not look like she's a threat and maybe kind of calm her down a little bit to where she's not going to go for this veto as hard. So the veto competition happens by a random draw. Kylan is the one that's going to sit out. It's a puzzle competition. You have to complete the BB Comics logo in this puzzle to win. Xavier just dominates this. He dominates this thing and wins the veto easily. So that means he's going to pull himself off and Alyssa is going to go home here. Of course, we have some early scrambling talk before the commercial where Hannah's talking about who she's going to put up for replacement. She says she's going to put up Kylan. And the veto ceremony happens. Xavier pulls himself down. Hannah nominates Kylan in his place. Uh, the votes for eviction go for Alyssa to be voted out for Aza, Tiffany, and Big D. And of course, Xavier votes to evict Kylan and sends sends his sympathy vote to Alyssa, and which is expected. They all know he's going to do that because you know him and him and Alyssa are a duo. And Alyssa gets voted out, three to one vote. A lot of tears from Xavier here on after Alyssa got voted out, and. It was sad. It was sad seeing just his reaction. He's He was just very sad to see Alyssa go. And, of course, this is a big moment here. This means the cookout is the final six. We have an all-black final six in this game of Big Brother, which means that we're also guaranteed that we're going to have a black winner, the first ever black winner of Big Brother. This is a very historic moment in this series of Big Brother. 23 seasons, 20, 23, yeah, 23 seasons, 21 years. I thought I had my numbers backward there. 
But yeah, this is historic that the cookout had this goal that they wanted to do, that they wanted to get all the way to the end. And it's rare, too, that an alliance this size gets to the end anyway. It's very rare that um, an alliance of six can get all the way to the end without losing somebody along the way. Not only did they accomplish their mission, but this is a big deal that they didn't lose anybody along the way. That's amazing that they did this. And of course, there's a lot of tears and a lot of hugs with this group of six as they, they did it. And of course, as the show went off, it was really a perfect shot where they had them all with their hands in. They're like, one, two, three, cook out. And just very historic moment here in this season of Big Brother and this series of Big Brother that we have watched for 21 years now. And now, so I mean, it's like congratulations to the cookout. That's awesome. They pulled off what they wanted to do and they got it done. You know, they they did what they had to do and it was hard on them, you know, because they, they've talked about this along the way. Like you see Tiffany with Claire, you see Xavier with Alyssa, you saw it with Sarah, Beth, and Kylan, to where, yeah, they have this common goal, but it is just tearing up their emotions because they each have their their extra, like their duo person that they've become so close to in this game, and it just hurts their heart to what to where they're having to lose, you know, their other like they're number one, you know, in the game for this common goal that they're trying to accomplish here. And it was hard on them. It was really, really hard on them to have to cut these people that they've grown so close to because they've got this common goal to get to the end. So what happens from here? I don't know, but it's going to be very interesting because... There's so many times in like the last couple of weeks or so to where we were wondering if the cookout was even going to get to the end here because they, so many of them have seemed so primed, ready to turn on one another. And you've seen like the pieces in place, like they've been building to this moment to where it's like, yeah, here's the common goal. But each of them has been building relationships and like trying to figure out like making alliances within the cookout to where they try to figure out who they're going to take out first and second, and like the power struggle within the cookout. So now what happens from here? Who wins from here is going to be a lot of fun to watch. How does this power play out? I feel like Kylan, unless he wins HOH, I feel like Kylan is going to be the first to go. That's what my gut says because there's been a lot of crankiness within the cookout that have been really tired of Kylan and they want him out first. So I feel like he's numero uno target to get out if he has no power this week. If he doesn't win HOH or Veto, I think Kylan is in trouble. Now second on the in trouble list is probably Tiffany, just based on Xavier and Big D. 
to where they have, you know, Xavier, again, he has made his feelings very known on Tiffany all, all week. <laughs> that he was not happy how that played out last week. And Big D's been on board. And Big D has, again, had his issues with Tiffany. So I could totally see that. I've heard rumblings of Big D being a target, too, that they might take out Big D. So I feel like those are the three that would be the targets. I think, I feel like Hannah, Aza, and Xavier are probably in the best spots right now. I feel like they're probably okay. I don't really see any target on Hannah. I really think Hannah might be in good shape to the end of this game. I really could see Hannah either winning this game or getting to the end at the very least. I think Hannah is a is somebody that they're not people are just not talking about enough to where I think people just don't see like the potential of her winning this game, like maybe as much as I do. I don't know. I really think Hannah could win this game. And how historic would that be if Hannah could pull the win off? Not only does the cookout make history here, but Hannah is the first Big Brother house guest in history to be born in the 2000s. So that would be historic too, to where it's like, here's the first ever house guest born in the 2000s to play Big Brother and she wins. That would be a pretty cool thing too. But I really feel like Xavier, Hannah, and Aza are the three that are probably in the best position this week. But I feel like Big D, Kylan, and Tiffany are probably the three that are in the biggest trouble this week. But again, we'll have to see who wins HOH. Uh, as I record this, HOH competition has not taken place, so we don't know who the HOH is going to be. We did get the announcement Big Brother 23 is going to wrap up on September 29th. That is the finale. Now remember again, next week again, we have a double eviction episode. So that will be taking place as well. Been a big week in the Big Brother house. Congratulations to the cookout on this big accomplishment that they pulled off with Big Brother 23. And it has definitely been a historic night on Big Brother. That is it for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. And I hope you have a great week.